echte ervaring. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Welcome in, it's your boy here, Scott from Otisadis, with episode number 217. Oh, I don't know how much more I can get you guys hyped up with music than that. Start a little bit late, but here we are. Welcome to everyone over on Rumble and Foxhole. We gotta jump right into everything. Yes, we are winning. And yes, that was pretty damn funny. Who likes to watch Trump dance? I like to watch the little Trump dance. Let's get into it, shall we, fam? How's everything going, guys? You have made it. And it's it's Wing Wednesday, by the way. It's fucking Wing Wednesday. You guys got you guys got enough with your Taco Tuesday. Can I at least get my day? I think it was 23 Anon that said, Happy uh, Taco Wednesday. No, 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 no. Fuck that. You guys get one day. You guys get one day as I get one day. Let's keep it fair, shall we? 
How's everyone doing in the chats? Great to see everyone here. I see Tea Time Rose, Oklahoma Bob. I see my wonderful Ramona. I hope you're feeling the prayers for um, uh, this ailment that you, I guess, have. Um, and we're praying for the uh, the best for you, Ramona, and for a full healing. Um, I'm seeing Daisy Chains out there. One Sky, great to see a Red Riding Hood. DHX, oh, beautiful. Mega fan in the house, of course. Wise mom bears pissed off about kids <laughs> getting tested when there's no parental consent. Christina Fontana, great to see you out here. Blues, blue eyes wide open. Cage Farmer as well. So great to see all my regulars in here, as we always do. Sea Blanche, fantastic. And all you lurkers are out there. I know you're out there. There's 175 of you already. I know you're out there. Great to see you as well. And Foxy Oak, Paul Thaddeus, Thumperhawk. Let's go, Brandon. Great to see you guys. Great to see everybody. Hope you guys are ready for an awesome show, as we always have here on Woke Societies. What are we going to be talking about? What are we going to be talking about? Well, we're going to be talking a little about Elon Musk and why I think there's a big connection between him and John Durham, which we're going to go over right away. Also, a Project Veritas leaked audio of, um, leaked audio from the meeting of these employees breaking down. We're going to start. That's where the uh, main event's going to start off. That's going to lead us right into, fam, right into so many other things as far as this. The DHS just happens to announce this new Ministry of Truth. They're not calling it that, but that's exactly what it is. The day after that Elon Musk buys Twitter, what's going on? And then, fam, we're going to be breaking down into Lloyd Austin and the military industrial complex, Raytheon, all these weapons manufacturers, and we're going to try to find out where are all these weapons going in Ukraine? We're going to try to break it down and figure it out, guys. I got a bunch of videos, kind of creepy videos. I am going to end the show with Megan Fox talking about how she does a blood ritual with her uh, husband, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, man. I got all kinds of crazy stuff, but we don't have any time to waste. To start here a little bit late. Start here a little bit late, but it's all good. It is all good. Fuji Cash. I don't know why you buffer. Hopefully it's just hopefully it's uh, just in the beginning. Everything's good on my end here. I would be flipping a shit if I was uh, lo- losing uh if I was losing uh dropping frames or any of that. And you guys, you've been seeing me out in the foxhole at night and I hope you guys are going out to see the night shift shows. Guys, we got we got Def Mike out here. We got the shit show out here. We had the Paranormies last night. He making big number, gold pill, big, big uh, gold pill numbers. And I love seeing our nighttime shows and these new creator content creators coming from DLive and all these other places. Show them the love too, guys. We're spreading the love all over the, all over the place on Foxhole. Go support these content creators. The night shift, I have been so impressed with the show quality of, uh, of some of these content creators at night. Guys, go check them out. It's absolutely been fantastic. Fantastic content. And you'll see me hyping them up. Hyping them up. We got to support each other, guys, because no one else is going to do it. We have no more time to waste, guys. We jump in right into the News Blitz. Let's do it. Fam, I don't know if you noticed, but Dr. Anthony Fauci decided to come out and shock the world and pronounce that the pandemic phase is over as far as COVID. This is coming from the recount. If you guys don't believe me, that's okay. You can hear it from the rat fuck himself. Here's Dr. Fauci announcing it. We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 
900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. We are sp- we are at a low level, fam. It looks like Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced that this has come to an end and we're out of the pandemic phase. I don't know what that means. Is there still more phases? Is there is there what the next phase? What should it be? What should the next phase be besides this rat fuck rotting in, rotting in jail? I'm not too sure. But the White House had a response to this, and these people just can't let it go. Here is lizard. Here is lizard lady that always licking her lips between <laughs> her lies trying to keep pushing the COVID narrative because they can't let it go because these cucks can't let go of this power. Here is Saki. Uh, go ahead, Kim. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dr. Fauci said on the PBS NewsHour last night, quote, this country is out of the pandemic phase of COVID. Um, what phase are we in right now? And also, if we are out of the pandemic phase, uh, why are emergency measures still in place? Well, what Dr. Fauci was saying is that we are in a different phase of this pandemic, and that's absolutely true. (laughs) Last month, the president announced a plan for how we can move forward safely while staying on our front foot against COVID. As he pointed out, nationwide cases are relatively low, far below the 900,000 cases a day we saw during the Omicron surge. Even as we've seen upticks, um, hospitalizations are at about the lowest level since the pandemic, and deaths are declining. So there's no question that we're in a moment, a different moment in our fight against ah. covid but we also know covid and that's all i can say guys we went from the, the the pandemic phase to being over to oh this is just a different moment in the uh, whatever the fuck these people want to call it they can't let it go ladies and gentlemen and these it's just so sick and i know you guys hate watching her so it's okay we're going to transition here to something even more evil and we can thank dr fauci for this because this evil drug called remdesivir has now been approved by the fda not we already knew it was going to adults, but now they just come out and say, as of yesterday, that remdesivir for infants and young children how, has now been approved. The FDA announced on Monday the approval of remdesivir to treat infants 28 days and older. Guys, you heard that right. We're talking babies weighing at least seven pounds with positive results of COVID viral testing and are either hospitalized or a mild to moderate COVID-19 and are at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19. Guys, I just have to ask, how the hell is a baby just freshly born getting COVID-19? And I have to say, who is testing them? How are they testing them? Are they still using the PCR test? And who in God's name, what kind of parent is allowing a baby to get tested for COVID outside of the womb in the first place? It says prior to the approval, Remdesivir for infants and children. The drug was only approved to treat certain adults and pediatric patients 12 years of age and older who weigh at least 88 pounds. 88 pounds. We're talking almost 10 times the weight, ladies and gentlemen. More than 10 times the weight. And they want to put this now, been approved to put in babies, and they're still fighting like hell. Right now, Big Pharma is fighting like hell to get these jabs into children and babies as well. After almost the entire country has been moved on, moved on and moved off of COVID and the jabs. Fam, you don't get much more evil than this. And again, this is Dr. Fauci's premier drug that he was pushing more than anything else. And it's, what was it? The results were like more than it was 50, 50% you'd fucking die on this. It's unbelievable. And did you guys also hear that this new uh, autoimmune hepatitis strain is floating around now? This was uh, put out by a bunch of people here. ACG Case Reports Journal. 
severe hepo, hepo, hepatocellular liver injury after a COVID-19 vaccination without autoimmune hepatitis features a case uh, a case series. And we have all these people now, like there was like 50 or 60 people all saying now they have this hepatitis. And it's, it's they're saying it's a new case of autoimmune hepatitis in review of the literature. And I have to ask, did the jabs cause this new hepatitis or did it uh, did it weaken did it weaken so many people's autoimmune the immune system it's eating itself alive now and these people are more susceptible to getting diseases like hepatitis because now all of a sudden it's spreading like wildfire it's unbelievable not just that reporting from the hill fam here we go here we go cage farmer make sure your chickens are are okay my friend breaking china reports first human infected which H3N8 bird flu strain. And now, fam, we all going to be turning to fucking chicken soon. <laughs> this is why I'm saying, guys, when Saki says this is the moment we're moving on, this is the moment we're in, we have Dr. Fauci saying the pandemic phase is over. Well, what's the next phase? Is it recovery? Is it hope? Is it anything good coming out of these people's mouths that we can all move on to normal? What's going to be the next phase? Oh, wait, let's just wait till we start turning into fucking birds and we'll go from there. And this um, crazy ass Substack that I found. Hey, J True Five Alive in the chat. Great to see you, friend. And Fuji Cash. Love to see you guys. This is coming from P. Alexander Substack here, and apparently he's been in contact with many doctors, not just of one state, but many states, coming out and saying hospital CEOs and senior doctors, surgeons in the U.S. states, major U.S. hospitals. What? What did you say? They were offered fake vaccine cards for no vaccine. So no firing of you, even if they say no to the jab? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this doctor here has been, uh, doctors have been coming to this man, Dr. Paul Alexander, who is the author of this Substack, and stating that doctors are now coming to him um, anonymously and saying they were offered vaccine cards by their CEOs to avoid having not to take, not to take the jab, because why do they do this? We don't know, but I'm going to say, I can tell you guys right now, it's very obvious why they didn't take it. It says, let me, let me be simple. Some senior doctors slash CEOs in hospitals in various states in the U.S. have come forward to us advising that they decide to find us and come to, to us to say they are ready to talk. Scared about safety and careers will be destroyed. They were offered vaccine cards, which were fake, when they told their hospitals that they do not want the vaccine when they were mandated to take it. And the hospital leaders advise this will ensure they will not be suspended or fired. So you and I will ask, well, why? How come? Is it due to the lack of safety that these people know about? Or only to not fire these valuable doc- these valuable doctors? We are told it may be countrywide. So this is very, very troubling. And apparently, this Dr. Paul Alexander has been putting these doctors in, in direct contact with Senator Ron Johnson and his aides. Um, and they have already replied promptly to this. And fam, I got to ask you the question. Is it too late? Is it too late for these doctors? Can we have any empathy for these doctors now that it's been so far out? Or can we can we share that empathy and try to think on the other side where they're coming from? These doctors didn't say anything, but they also didn't want to lose their jobs. They also didn't want to lose their careers. That for me is a hard one. When you have families, when you got bills, you got mortgages, you got all these things. Do you, do you put that aside or do you stand up for the truth? I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to answer that one. I would love to know what you guys think in the chat. But more of this is coming out that doctors were given fake ID, uh, fake uh, vaccine cards. I know a lot of people's lives got ruined over that, and even some people that got arrested for doing it. And by the way, quick out, quick shout out to Tennessee. 
This is from UncoverDC.com. Tennessee makes ivermectin available without prescription, and this was announced by Governor Bill Lee, signed on April 22nd, allowing ivermectin to be dispensed without a prescription. The new law states a pharmacist in good faith may provide ivermectin to a patient who is 18 years of age or older pursuant to a valid collaborative pharmacy practice agreement containing a non-patient-specific prescriptive and blah, 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 blah. The thing is, guys, if you need some ivermectin, hit your boy up, Scott. <laughs> I'll be your ivermectin dealer, guys. I'm just playing. But good thing for Tennesseans, at least if uh, we ever get the COVID, we have something to, uh, to help ourselves out with if we don't want to get vaccinated. And fam... Do you guys want to see uh, Macron get hit in the face with a tomato? As you guys know, I showed you yesterday, Le Pen lost 2 million votes on live TV. Um, just like we saw the vote the vote flip thing with Donald Trump and Joe Biden in 2020. And the people of France, they definitely know it's bullshit and it's getting called out like crazy. Here is a video of Macron getting hit in the face with a tomato. <laughs> It really looks like he won, didn't it? <laughs> I feel for them guys. We were right there. We were right there with this cuck uh, Joe Biden, and uh, it's it's not it's not doing any uh, doing them any good either. We got the midterms to come, and I hope everybody's voting no matter what. And from Breitbart, moving along here, Donald Trump Jr. launches Second Amendment Task Force to fight the left. It looks like Don Jr. himself here is trying to make maybe a future case for a presidential run. I don't know what he's doing, but I can tell you. He is doing a lot of things for av- um, for advocates for the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is the whole ball game. It's the freedom that protects all of our freedoms. Unfortunately, the Biden admin and Democrats in Congress are hell-bent on eroding our constitutional right to keep and bear arms. Whether it's nominating radical gun grabbers to senior positions in the executive branch or pushing anti-gun legislation. Second Amendment task force is entirely devoted to ensuring the left is never successful in disarming the American citizens. And he explained he is now making a task force to protect against the ATF and nominees like David Chipman last year. And I know Tom loves himself some David Chipman and the current nominee by Biden, who is actually no better anyways. And some good news coming out of New York. The insane redistricting that the the radical Democrats were trying to push through has now been denied. This, is being a, uh, this was broken by Lee Zedlin over on Twitter. New York's Court of Appeals just tossed the hyper-partisan gerrymander congressional and state Senate maps for the state. This is, an, this is excellent news to the people of New York, and yet another big-time defeat for Hathi Colchel and her Dem allies. Mark Elias has to probably be thinking, all this work that I'm doing to gerrymander states' districts, getting shut down in Florida and now New York, not a good day for the Democrats, and it's only going to get worse as the months go on. And fam, I just wanted to show you this amazing image. Have you ever heard of Tovid before? This is, uh, Tovid is when your feet cannot fit into your heels, and what are you looking at is a picture of of Susan Rice's feet trying to be jammed into some heels there. And this is what we like to call Tovid. And fam, that is today's News Blitz. <laughs> oh, God. That image, though. That image. That's, that, that, is some, that is some nasty. That is some nasty right there. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, man. Gotta gross you guys out at least a little bit before we jump into the main event here. Willie Breakit, thank you for 117 gold pills. Following you on Truth Social, don't hold back on what you really think. Do I ever, Willie Breakit? Do I ever? Blue eyes open with a cookie. Are we having fun yet? Cookie! Oh, we're just getting started. Thank you for the cookie. Space Coast with the cookie. Cage Farmer, throw me a ship. Ship me wings. I'm hungry. Thank you. Somebody finally wants some wings on a wing Wednesday. Thank you, Kate. You got plenty of wings inside that house, man. You got your own you got your own production going on there. Karen Hare with a cookie. What up, fam? Nice seeing you in Def Mike's chat. Yes, I've been watching him a lot, and I like Def Mike because he does not like or trust almost I'm not not almost anybody. Anybody. I like he's got a different show, and that's why I've been watching it. Uh not that John with a can. Hello. What's up, uh, not that John? Filter dog with a can. Matt with a can. Great to see Matt in the house. Cheers, this one's on me. Thanks, brother. And PJ called the can, leave the kids alone. Fox, yo, and Oriando with a cookie. Curly Kaylee in the house, wasted Wednesdays. <laughs> That's fine, too. <laughs> Thank you for the can. Adam Hugapug with the can. Nothing like a can of deep state tears to cool off the fire of hot wings. Adam Hugapug, thank you, my friend. And Khaleesi with the can. Tovid and C. Blanche with the can. You guys, I can't run this channel full-time without the gold pill donation. 75% of that goes to me. 25% of it goes to keeping the lights on on Foxhole. We are bringing on more content creators on the show, and i got to give a shout-out to so many of the, uh, of, the, of the little Foxhole team we have. They're working their asses off. They're doing great, and um, we, are, we are holding it down, and this platform is growing. I love seeing the night shift growing at the rate that it is. So many great shows, and it's just awesome. You guys know what to do with the gold pill donations. Keep them pouring in. And, of course, you guys over on Rumble, you got the Rumble Rants. And, of course, you guys can always go to buy me a coffee. I like coffee. You guys can always buy me a coffee. But it's just another uh, donation site where you guys can send me donations. And it all, all goes the same place. And also the cash app to the wife's account. It all goes the same place. So I appreciate it, guys. And Navy Vet, thanks to the Shades. Thank you for dropping by in last night. Yeah, Navet, I was trying to hop into all the streams last night. It was a great, great time. So with that being said, fam, I want to lead us right in here. We're running a little bit behind where I normally have the show. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you Primetime Stein dropping in on another council meeting, and he just wanted to let everyone know. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll just let you guys watch. Enjoy this. This is Primetime Stein, fam. Again, this is a troll and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Let's do it. Uh, next, we have a uh, primetime Stein. Hello, Mayor. My name is Primetime Stein. I'd like to keep my address private for personal reasons. I work at a popular Chili's. I want to start off by <laughs> I'm denouncing the Dallas Cowboys. I was a fan of them, but no longer am I a fan of them. Fuck the Cowboys. They had a major executive, Rich Dalrymple, got in trouble for sexual assault. They had to pay $2.4 million to the cheerleaders because they were filming them illegally. As well as Jerry Jones has an illegitimate daughter named Alexandra Davis that he will not take credit for. And the reason why this is so pertinent today is because although I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, the reason why this is so important because I was recently sexually assaulted within the metaverse. And I recently <laughs> ordered a device from China that hooked up to my... Uh, there's some children in the room, so we have to be very careful of the words I use, but hooked up to some <laughs> orifices of mine. And it was actually, they say on the manual, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Dave, but it's actually indistinguishable from actual physical intercourse. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I was, I was having a good time until things got uh, wildly insane. 
other people's avatars were starting to take advantage of my avatar, and I felt I felt helpless. I felt out of control, Dave. For the first time in my life, you know, I'm a tech guy, and this equipment was being used. A, a, a gargoyle was doing stuff to me. Uh, somebody like Wendy's, the girl from the sandwich shop, uh, you know, the hamburger, popular hamburger place was doing stuff to me. It was absolutely frightening. It was something like you would see out of, you know, some sort of satanic movie. And I want to, the reason why I'm here, Chris, is, is I need your help getting Mark Zuckerberg's attention because if this can happen to me, this can happen to other children because I'm a, Mayor Falk, I'm a professional comes to the internet. I'm on there all day long. So when I'm inside the metaverse, that's my second home. That's my second life. That's where I really grind and shine. I know I have a lot of flamboyance now. I'm handsome. I'm tall. You know, you think I check a lot of boxes here. But in the metaverse, I'm 10 feet tall. I'm balling. I got wings. I'm like a bird. I'm flying. You can't do that here. But that doesn't give them the right to sexually harass me or sexually assault me. They say, oh, look at Shorty, looking fine. They say some nasty stuff. Way worse than that. And I have to censor myself because of the, you know, situation we're in. But I'm telling you, Dave, it can very easily happen to you. I don't know if you have an online account, but I'm telling you, you log into this, the Oculus 69, you plug this thing into it, you literally, it plugs into you, it feels great. But somebody on the other end can take advantage of you, and they can go too far, and that's what happens. So I need your help, Eric. Getting the attention of Mark Zuckerberg. I need your help, Mayor Folk, bringing attention to this. So if this happens again, it's not going to be me. It's going to be one of these kids. It's going to be you next time, Shelly. You're going to order it on HSN, Home Shopping Network. Oh, this is a great thing. I'm going to plug it in and wear it on my head. Next thing you know, you have a gargoyle doing stuff to you that you would never even imagine. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it dark to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up your eyes and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through Project Looking Glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show, severe and non on the mic. So come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. Nobody wants to get uh, no one wants to get molested by a gargoyle. I can't. I can't. Ha- I don't have that checked off. Um, <laughs> in trauma in my life, my God. Welcome in, fam. No, Tom. I cannot. I would have to rehearse it many times if I were to do something like that because I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. And this guy has done it. Primetime has done it so many times. He's just a pro at it. Um, eventually, they're gonna. People are gonna. More and more people are gonna end up doing this, and they're gonna end up shutting this down. And yeah. Um, Curly Kayla, there was definitely, uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of children in there and there was another angle taken. There was literally little cut, like little boy scouts and cub scouts, um, in that, in the entire hall. So yeah, he kept the language out pretty good, but yeah, he's just advocating for the kids guys. He's just advocating for those kids. He doesn't want to see any of those uh, cub scouts get, uh, get victimized by a gargoyle in the metaverse. We definitely don't want to be having that. And Daisy Chains, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that ship. I appreciate it. And to Halo Rider, thank you so much for the phone. And J True Five Alive, coming in hot already with some cookies. 
It's Taco Tuesday. Wait, my bad. Fuck you. And happy Wing Wednesday. Yeah, let's let's get let's get that straight. Thank you, J True, for the uh, for the cookies and Sumter with the shades, my friends. Keep dropping those gold pills. We're already at four hundred uh, viewers on the foxhole. And let me hop over here to Rumble real quick. I see you guys out there on Rumble. We already got six hundred people watching on the Rumble, so we're already at a thousand viewers, guys. And we're about to jump in. Are you guys ready to see the backlash that has been? What is uh, the the new attempts coming in here against Elon Musk? Because fam, we're gonna I'm gonna try to not prove a case to you, but show you whether Elon Musk is good or evil. I don't I don't I think he's a mix of the two. I'm gonna show you and prove my case of why what he's doing on Twitter is solid. We're not gonna stay on Twitter for too long. We're gonna move into some other shit that's very serious that's happening out in Ukraine and Russia, which we haven't talked about in a while. But let's get into it. I just want to remind you guys. All this stuff about um, Twitter, all the shadow banning, everything that they've been uh, saying that they don't do, it's all come out. Project Veritas has, has exposed them. They did it again. And the thing is, these big tech companies, they have they have these, uh, the Project Veritas plants are everywhere. They're everywhere. And the meeting that, that everyone would want to listen to was recorded by a Project Veritas plant with an audio recording. I'm going to play you guys a couple minutes of that. And to show you, Elon Musk has all of the right people pissed off. And that's where we're going to start today. Thank you, Jay Shroob, dropping major cookies. <gasps> and Salty Steve okay. the Cookie, I can't believe that people are not laughing behind him. I'd be rolling on the ground. Me too, man. Me too. I, I think people might just get, uh, <laughs> they just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Heather July, thanks to the can. I missed the first few minutes. I was late. Glad I made it. Fam. Check this out here. If you need any more evidence of shadow banning, this was the internal. This was an internal leak of some messages uh, at Twitter, and it says, "Can we actually shadow ban people here at the top?" Goes down. Yes, we can reduce visibility on surfaces. And there's a reason why, fam, I just wanted to show that because there, it, we talked about Elon Musk a lot yesterday. And some of you might be burned out on that, but it's, it was a big deal of what happened. And the thing is, Project Veritas was there to record the internal meeting of the lawyers, the, uh, the, uh, some of the board members, and the CEO, Parag, or Pararag, where the hell, whatever the hell his name is. I don't know. I can't, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, they were having a meltdown. And there was a, this, this thing, this is a two minute clip out of a 45 minute recording. And I'm going to play you two minutes of it right here of some of the questions that were asked to the board and some of the answers here from Leslie Berlin, Twitter CMO, who is uh, a gigantic moderator on the platform. Take a listen to this. How do the board and Mr. Musk plan on dealing with a mass exodus, considering the acquisition is by a person with questionable ethics? The question of attrition um, you know, as Parag stated, you know, uh, one of the themes of today is continuity um, and ensuring that Parag and this leadership team continues to operate the business successfully on behalf of our users, on behalf of our customers. Um, and that has obviously been a big topic of discussion at the board. And as I mentioned, an area that uh, is important to Elon Musk as well because of the importance of Twitter as a service. With no board in place, who will keep Elon accountable and how? Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform was because of our moderation policies and disagreements 
in how we deal with health. This puts Twitter service and trust and safety, as well as anybody who cares about health on the platform, in a very difficult position. Twitter service, the role of our policies, and the capabilities we've built around content moderation are fundamental to keeping Twitter safe and growing. I believe that there is a lot of work we have to do to continue making that better. Sometimes that means more thoughtful moderation. Sometimes that means making things simpler. Sometimes that means changing product incentives to be able to solve problems through products sometimes instead of policies. During the last All Hands, you said that you trust Elon Musk. The correct quote was, we trust him. So who is we and talking to Elon, what made you trust him? And based on the conversation I had with him uh, when we were excited to have him join our board, that was because as a major shareholder and an opinionated user, we wanted that voice in our boardroom so that we could learn. Is there an updated understanding on what free speech means? The question behind the question here, which is where might Twitter's product go as a private company in the future once this deal closes? To best gain perspective on this, as I said earlier, we'll find ways to bring Elon for a Q&A with all of you to understand better what his vision for the future of Twitter might look like. <laughs> Fam, this goes on for 45 Minutes, and I'm not even going to show you the worst. The worst question. Um, I'm just going to talk about it. These moderators, these people that are crying, these lawyers that are having a breakdown. Little lawyers are crying over what happened yesterday. This is how big. The, this is how big of a deal this is. Where they she she's asking the questions, and some of those questions for for some of the employees. Um, that's why it sounds like she's just reading it off a script. Her, one of her own questions that she had for Parag there was, has the definition of freedom of speech shifted with Elon Musk coming in um, as the new owner of, 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 uh, of Twitter? And I'm sitting and I, and I hear that question. I'm just like, who the fuck do you think you are asking a question like that? Asking if, if, if anything has shifted as far as freedom of speech. It's insane. And the thing is, the lefties' arguments on Twitter right now, they're all saying, ask a conservative about certain topics that we won't say here, but we all know what they are. Maybe like the Holocaust isn't real and all this other shit. You're going to be, if you ask a conservative and ask that that's okay, you think, you think, watch them squirm. And I'm just like, if you're going to have a true freedom of speech content platform, all speech, and I mean all speech, has to be allowed on the platform. And if it's if it breaks the law, if it's violence, if it's calls for violence, then maybe, yeah, maybe there's some moderation that needs to take place. But the fact that these people have the balls to even ask about has the has our notion on the freedom of speech shifted or changed with Elon Musk being at the helm of our company. The fact that they're even asking that, guys, tells you there is a culture there of these people thrive and live off and get off on moderating people's thoughts, their ideas, and their speech on a digital platform. And this is why it's so important to sit here and watch this and listen to this and seeing how these people react to it. And Matthew Turman here, and the, the, the woman you heard was, again, Leslie Berlin. She's one of the lead moderators on Twitter she found out, of course, when this got leaked, Project Veritas leaked this, and she was very upset. 
She says, hi, every Twitter global all on hands meeting, I read real time questions that came in from our employees. It's always open and unfiltered. An audio clip of me reading was leaked. And, and of course, they don't reference Project Veritas because she doesn't want to give them any more clout than, uh, than Project Veritas did. And the thing is, they already did enough damage with what they said in their own words that got out. And then she goes on to say, an audio clip of me reading was leaked, edited, and misrepresented as my and the company's views. The thing is, guys, they all every time Project Veritas releases a clip like this or a video, what do they always say, right? What do these commies always say? Oh, it's edited. It's it's edited. It's misrepresenting what I say. It's deceitfully edited. You know what Project Veritas, you know what Trump does, you know what you know what people do that have nothing to hide? This is all you have to do. Okay, you want to say I'm editing it? Here's the entire clip of everything. And that's what Project Veritas did. It's 45 minutes long. We're not going to play 45 minutes of it. That's too much. And nothing was edited. It was all their own words. And they're absolutely crying over what they've seen here. And I just thought that the, that the fact that they even asked the question about freedom of speech, has that shifted or changed? Bitch, it hasn't changed and since this country was founded. Has not changed. You are changing it. But now you don't have the reins anymore. And now that's being challenged. And you're all losing your minds. You're it's you're edited. Yeah, right. Exactly, Tom. You're edited. JR Me, thank you for the can. Thank you for the can. I don't know if you guys watched the the uh the the gigantic viral, one of the best episodes of Joe Rogan probably ever was when Joe Rogan had uh Jack Dorsey. And Vijaya uh, Gotti, I think her name is. She is the one of the. She is a top advocate for censorship, and she's also a lawyer. And she showed up with Jack Dorsey, and she she was lying to the entire world about their moderation, everything that had everything that had to do with that. She was one of the lawyers here, and Sigara and Jotty was the one calling her out. Vijaya Gotti, the top censorship advocate at Twitter, who famously gaslit the world on Joe Rogan's podcast. And decided to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. He's very upset about the Elon Musk takeover. Elon Musk responded to the saying, suspending the Twitter account of a major news organization for publishing a truthful story was obviously incredibly inappropriate. You now have the new owner of Twitter saying, what you guys did with the Hunter Biden story was completely and incredibly inappropriate. This is great. This is what I want to see. And if you guys don't know who this is, this is the bitch here that has ruined lives destroyed destroyed people again destroyed people's lives and also and also managed to censor a story that would have shifted the election in an outcome that they knew they were going to get fucked over this is the one twitter's top lawyer vijaya Gotti, cried during the meeting about the must takeover if she's crying it's just more more good things for me to, to cheer elon musk about in this particular issue and elon musk has been very vocal has been very active on twitter and he said here today True Social, which he thinks is a terrible name, I would have to agree, exists because Twitter censored free speech. Again, proving my channel, Foxhole, Gab, Pill.net, all these alternative platforms, True Social, everything being created right now, if our media just did their damn jobs, if these so-called journalists, they're not even journalists, they're activists, did their damn jobs, none of this would have to exist. We could exist on these platforms and have free speech. And this is what Musk is calling out. And Elon says, should be called Trumpet instead. And I actually, I think that's an awesome name. I think that's an awesome name 
for for Trump's platform. But either way, either way, it is what it is. Truth Social right now is on top of the downloaded apps right now. It's right above Twitter. And by the way, there was a screenshot of that um, from um, from Elon Musk's own Twitter account, and it said "open" on the app, which means Elon Musk has downloaded uh, the Truth app and is probably over there lurking away. Navy vet, thank you for the 777 gold pills. God's operation and full display for all to see. Now, guys, there's there's always a reason why I bring certain topics up because it leads to what we have been focusing on for a long, long time. That is John Durham. And the thing is, I want to show you guys another example because Elon Musk is getting is 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 engaging in certain tweets about certain journalists and outlets. And what did we break down yesterday? We found out that John Durham has all the emails of all the communications of the law of, of, of all the people that were involved with smearing Donald Trump and getting the story out from political from New York Post, uh, New York Times, Washington Post. He has it all. He has it all. And they're arguing right now that it's all under what's it called? Uh, client attorney privilege. Right. We've been talking about this all week. Dave Rubin put this tweet out said, hey, Elon Musk, as long as you're digging, check into how the New York Times and Forbes, et cetera, bought their Twitter followers to fake influence. Again, the bot accounts. New York Times has 53 million followers and rarely gets 50 retweets. I could post a banana emoji. Nice. And a pic of 80 sitcom star and get more. See next tweet. And Elon Musk said, yeah, I noticed that too. Pretty Weird. Now, that's the thing, guys. If you ever go and if you're ever on Twitter or you went back to Twitter and you see all the shit that's out there right now, you go on these major accounts that have millions and millions of followers and they put out a tweet. Guys, they sometimes can't even break 100 or 200 likes on a tweet. I have 26,000 followers left over on my Twitter account right now, and I can easily get that with a good tweet, um, even still being shadow banned on that platform, which I definitely still am. I can, t- I can totally tell that I am. But there's a reason why I'm bringing this up and why I think there's a more important issue of why I think it's important that Elon Musk is now the controller at the helm of Twitter. What I want to remind you guys of, you guys remember James Baker. James Baker was the head of the, uh, was uh, general counsel of the FBI when all this stuff was going down with Donald Trump. He was interviewed multiple times And John Durham's also interviewed him as well. The thing is, did you guys know? Did you guys know that Jim Baker is now general counsel at Twitter? Was it coincidence? I didn't realize that till uh, till this morning. James Baker left the FBI for general counsel and went over to Twitter to be the general to be a general counsel lawyer over at Twitter, which is where he still is now. Very interesting, right? So, Scott, why do you talk about Elon Musk so much? Well, it's not just us that's watching everything going down with Michael Sussman and John Durham. You want to know who else is watching it? Elon Musk is watching it too. And you want to know how I know how? Because of this right here. I'm not a big fan of Mike Cernovich. I actually haven't blocked. I had to unblock him to access this tweet. Cernovich tweeted this out last night saying, Twitter lawyer Jim Baker, when general counsel at the FBI of the FBI personally arranged a meeting between the FBI and Michael Sussman. In this meeting, Sussman presented fabricated evidence in the Alpha Bank matter at Elon Musk. This is who is inside Twitter. He facilitated fraud. And Elon Musk simply responds, sounds pretty bad. 
He's watching this, guys. He's watching this. Whether at a minimum, at a minimum, he is aware of Michael Sussman and the Durham case. And at a maximum, guys, who knows how much he really knows and, been, and how much he's been following this. But did you guys know that James Baker has been the general counsel over on Twitter? Why do I think that matters? And this is the sauce. I always show you guys the sauce. Joined March 9, uh, 2019. He left the FBI as of January 2018, right in the middle of Donald Trump's uh, presidency. Very strange. Uh, Twitter hires former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker as deputy general counsel. This again, him leaving January 2018. Baker, who has held various roles in the Department of Justice, including as counsel for intelligence policy, joins Twitter, which was recently in the spotlight when President Donald Trump signed an executive order on social media companies after he had attacked the company for tagging some of his tweets with a warning that prompted users to fact check the post. So there's your sauce. And also want to make a connection to Sussman. Baker was interviewed by lawmakers behind closed doors on Wednesday. Sources declined to divulge much about his testimony other than to say it confirmed other evidence about the contact between the Perkins Coie law firm and the FBI. The sources said Baker identified lawyer Michael Sussman, a former DOJ lawyer, as the Perkins Coie attorney who reached out to him and said the firm gave him documents and a thumb drive related to Russian interference in the election, hacking, and possible Trump connections. This guy now is general counsel of Twitter and fam. When I told you, when Elon Musk bought this company, he didn't just buy all the good, he also bought all the bad, the source code, the illegal algorithms, and the reason why the left is freaking out about this takeover is not just the fact that we conservatives, right right wing, whatever you want to call us, MAGA, it's going to be a level playing field, but at the same time, Elon Musk can now pull back the curtain and look at everything. And fam, I'm just saying... If Durham wants more communications with Spygate actors at Twitter pertaining to DMs in Twitter, it looks like Elon Musk is on a warpath to make sure that what he, the company he just bought is going to be open source and it's going to be out in the open. Everything is going to be out in the open. You want to know how I know that? I want to ask you guys another question. Do you guys know that Elon Musk... With all of his technology. And this is why. I want to I frame this the right way. Whether you hate or love Elon Musk. Or you're in the middle with him. What have I always said about elections. If we're going to do elections. If you want to truly get the trust of the people. Get a fucking camera. Live stream it. Open source it to everybody. And have cameras on everything and everywhere. Like the Arizona audit was. And make everything transparent so there is zero question about any kind of cheating, any kind of malfeasance, anything. Keep it open source. And this is what cuts down in this argument of whether Elon, and this particular issue, I'm not talking about the transhumanist stuff. With this particular issue, he is offering transparency. And this is what cuts down of, oh, he's deep state buying, buying Twitter. Elon Musk has said he wants to create the algorithms and make them open source. And the question I have to ask you guys now, did you know that Elon Musk with Tesla, all his patents on his electric vehicles, did you guys know they're all open source? I didn't know that. And if he's willing to do that for his baby, Tesla with his electric cars, I don't see why he wouldn't be doing that with Twitter. And here's the sauce of him talking about exactly that 
on a, uh, this was a 60 minute uh, interview, I believe. This is just real quick. Why do you want the competition? The, the, the whole point of Tesla is to accelerate the, the advent of electric vehicles and, and sustainable transport. So if We're trying to help the environment, we think it's a most serious problem that humanity faces. I mean, I'm not sure if you know, but we, we, we open sourced our patents. So anyone who wants to use our patents can use them for free. Your patents are open source? Yeah. So if somebody comes and makes a better electric car that, than, than Tesla, um, and, and it's, it's so much better than ours that we can't sell our cars and, and we go bankrupt, I still think that's a good thing for the world. And you'll sleep at night. Yeah, because somebody's making some pretty good- Yeah, guys, the audio was kind of shitty on that. It was only coming through one speaker. It's unbelievable. These these local outlets or these new that have tens of thousands of dollars in their budget, they can't get their fucking audio right. It's unbelievable. But you heard him say it right there. He and I agree, Tom. You have to take each of these issues one at a time. This is you. You can't just broad stroke, broad stroke somebody. When the guy is literally sent when he made his Tesla vehicles, open patents on on everything. He says if someone were to go. If someone were to go and make a better electric vehicle and it shut down my company, he's like, I still think that would be a great thing. Not for him, obviously, but for mankind in general. He's taking the same approach with Twitter. And, you know, it's, it's, I, until we see what he does. And the thing is, you know, I myself was going ham yesterday. A bunch of people were going ham on Twitter yesterday, going nuts, posting, you know, you know, men, men can't get pregnant and just all the shit you would normally get, uh, you get censored for people are still getting censored. Doctors are still getting censored on COVID. It's happening. It happened yesterday. And this deal is going to take about six months to get finalized with the deal. This massive with this amount of money, how much, you know, eyes are on this. It's going to take some time. So I'm saying, let's give them a, let's give them a chance and see what happens. And guess what? Some of you guys, a lot of you are probably never going to go back to Twitter and I don't blame you. It is what it is. We got true social. We got gab. We got pill.net. We got Foxhole. We got rumble. We have all these other platforms I can see why people don't want to be on them, but it's still eliciting a gigantic response from the evil ones. And it didn't take, it it took only one day. What am I talking about? Let's take a look. The Grouch, thank you so much for the cookie. I appreciate it. This is from the Financial Times. The European Union has warned Elon Musk that Twitter must comply with the bloc's new digital rules under his new ownership or risk hefty fines or even a ban, setting the stage for a global regulatory battle over the future of the social media platform. The European Union is coming out already, and they're saying, we have our own new digital rules. If you do not abide by them, we're going to fine you or even outright ban your platform from being um, in our country. It wasn't just that either. George Soros got involved as well and even went as far even went as far as to say, going to the FCC to block this deal. Mona Salama uh, tweeted, Open Markets Institute, a small liberal think tank funded by George Soros, wanted the FCC, FTC, and the DOJ to block the Musk Twitter deal, saying the three federal agencies has ample authority to block it, which they do not. FCC clapped back to OMI to say, they will not entertain these types of frivolous arguments. Yeah, Cage Farmer, fuck the European Union and fuck George Soros. Do you see how the globalists are getting very upset? Getting very, very upset with what is happening here? He's pissing all the right people off. If if you have a George Soros-funded organization going to the FCC of all people, 
to try to block a deal that has nothing, nothing to do with them. It's It just shows you the desperation. And of course, the FCC says, car rejects call for FCC to block must purchase of Twitter. Absolutely hilarious. But fam, there is a bigger story here. Hey, Diddy Style, great to see you, friend. Great to see you in the chat. There's a way bigger story here. And let me just see. I got to thank you, Left Maryland, for the dollar uh, Roma rent. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. The bigger story to come out today. Did we really think these people were going to just allow Elon Musk to do what he did with free speech? Did they really think that? Jack Pasevic's the one that broke this story. Breaking Biden administration. Biden admin Department of Homeland Security to create what they're calling, quote, disinformation governance board dedicated to countering misinformation. AKA, let's just call the fucking Ministry of Truth, why don't we? The DHS, the DHS board will be headed by Nina Jankowitz, who once claimed militarized Trump supporters would show up to the polls with weapons to intimidate voters. This is the new Ministry of Truth, and it is very real. 1984 has all been, all but been, been completely fulfilled at this point, the entire book. Thank you, C. Blanche of the Can, just dropping a fuck. All right. I, I feel that sentiment. Some of the shades, time will tw- tell, and Heather July with the cookie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. The DHS comes out a day after. A D. A day after Elon Musk makes this deal. And all of a sudden, the Biden information talking about how they want to change Section 230. They create... The Department of Homeland Security, of all places, creates a disinformation governance board to fight misinformation. Is this what Obama and Hillary Clinton were talking about? More censorship on top of the already a mass amount of more censorship? It's real. And this, again, the Disinformation Governors Board. What can, Just call it what it is at, at this point. Speaking with that, this is from the Post Millennial. Speaking with the House Appropriations DHS Subcommittee on Wednesday afternoon, uh, the DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said our Undersecretary for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair with our Principal Deputy General Counsel, Jennifer Gaskell, and leading a just recently constituted Misinformation Disinformation Governance Board so we're bringing the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. Basically, fam, we are creating a organization to combat thought crime. That's exactly what this is here. Jankovitz was previously a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center and had advised the Ukrainian minist- foreign ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship, according to Politico. And Jack tweeted here, President Biden has decided the federal government will launch this governance board under the authority of DHS. Did you just think they'd let you have your free speech back? Of course not. And Jankovic also oversaw Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democrat Institute. She announced a new board via Twitter on Wednesday. And of course, Jankovic has a Ukrainian flag on her profile, Twitter profile first, and then follows the American flag. Tells you uh, all you need to know right there. Response, cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been a bit quiet on here. Honored to be saving in the Biden administration and helping shape our counter disinformation efforts. And again, 
She served, as Chinkovitz has previously said, that she was concerned that Twitter had determined early in 2022 to stop limiting speech from users about the 2020 presidential election, saying that considering the long-term damage these lies do to our democracy, she was dismayed about this decision. Fam, she's not going to be biased at all. She's not going to be biased at all in these decisions to, uh, to monitor misinformation and disinformation. To me, they all sound the same. It's absolutely disgusting. Because when you try to meme this, fam, this is exactly what it would look like with the DHS. After all, why not? Free speech? Why shouldn't I control it? (laughs) Oh, God, I love it. Shit shows in the house. Here's my two cents. Cookies are always welcome here, guys. Thank you. We're at 10,000 gold pills. Let's keep those gold pills rolling in, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for the support. You guys absolutely rock. But this is who the Biden administration decided to name as this new information agent. And just by the way, going back to her tweets right after the Hunter Biden laptop came out, this was uh, this is who you're dealing with. Back on the quote laptop from hell, apparently Biden notes 50 former national security officials and five former CIA heads that believe the laptop is a Russian influence op. Trump says Russia, Russia, Russia. Fam, all I got to say about this, my take, my take on, and look, look at her face. If that doesn't, look at that, if you want to talk about a gargoyle molesting people in the metaverse, this is probably what I would imagine, uh, imagine as a female version of that. Gross. Gross. C. Blanche, thank you for the cookies. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. This is what she looks like. And of course, the memes. This is from the uh, Zodiac Killer. (laughs) Jankovic. Gross. Ugh. Hitting the face with the ugly stick. Why? They all look like evil cunts, right? And why is it just said it? Evil cunt. You're exactly. Orianda with a can. Fuck Joe Biden. 100%. Fam, what I want to say about this is that. This these this administration can make whatever. There's <laughs> a strong ass joy jawline. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, please. Can we get a meme of that face over Scott's face? Yeah, please. Let's. I'm sure that's already being worked on in discords that I'm not even a part of right now. C Blanche, thanks for the can. Shove this can up her ass, guys. This is what I want to say about it. They they can make these ministries, these truth ministries, these misinformation, disinformation, um, organizations. It's not going to matter because these the this misinformation, disinformation bullshit is going to exist on platforms that most of us have moved off of already. And for me, if I am on them like Twitter, I use them simply for the purposes of collecting information for the show. Yeah, Cage, blow that Discord up. Can we not do that, please? Can we new can we not do that? It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. They can do whatever they want as far as misinformation, disinformation, guys. The more that we go on here with Joe Biden's administration, the more it unravels, the more people are not taking it seriously. And what was the DHS's mission uh, mission statement when they came out as soon as Biden was elected? They said the number one threat to this country was white supremacist domestic terrorism. And has anything, anything at all come to fruition of what they stated. Have you guys seen any white 
nationalist, white supremacist groups doing anything in this country, getting mass arrested for anything because I haven't, and I, I cover the news, watch the news, almost as more than probably most normal people. We have not seen it anywhere. So what are they possibly going to be doing now? What are they going to be doing now to curve, to censor? Good luck doing that. Good luck, because whatever happens, the American people are going to circumvent you and create ways to thrive and do this and continue to do this on the internet as long as we have it. They won't be able to stop us, guys. It won't matter. It won't matter. Nina with a cookie, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's an absolute fucking joke. It really is. Something else there. Okay, cool. 732 people over on the Rumble and 543 on Foxhole. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Great numbers for the show. So this is what I want to bring this to, fam, because we're talking about the DHS. While the DHS is making information, disinformation, truth, uh, Ministry of Truth organizations, what is happening at the border? They clearly do not give a shit what's happening at the border, fam. And what's happening to our taxpayer money? Because it's getting funneled into things like this, and it's costing us billions of dollars. From Breitbart, illegal aliens in the U.S. are up 1 million under Biden. The total now is $15.5 million, costing taxpayers $143.1 billion a year. And fam, what I want to compare that to I think I read somewhere, this is the equivalent of Alaska and Oklahoma's population combined. If you were to take the entire populace of those states and shove them over the border, that's how many people have come over to give you some kind of uh, image of what that looks like. The Federation for American Immigration Reform released an analysis using U.S. Census Bureau data that shows the illegal alien population has ballooned since Joe Biden took costing $143.1 billion a year. And just over the course of Biden's first year as president, the cost of taxpayers to the new 1 million illegals is now at $9.4 billion. President Biden and the people, he appointed to key positions in his administration that pursued the most radical open border policies in the history of any sovereign nation. And these new numbers bear... That out, Dan Stein, president of FAIR, said in the announcement of the analysis of not for the COVID pandemic, which forced the administration to keep Title 42 in place last year, the additional influx and cost to American taxpayers would have been far greater. And I reported yesterday that there are states right now putting injunctions to stop the Democrats from nuking, from nuking that Title 42. And we're going to have to see if it sticks because the moment Title 42 ends, you just heard you just heard Fauci announce it. The pandemic phase is over. When I heard that, I'm like, man, I wonder if that's a signal to the Biden or a signal to everyone out here that it's time for Title 42 to come to an end. And we are going to see what a real influx looks like without the COVID restrictions. And guess what? Everyone gets a new phone. Everyone gets shipped out all across the country. And here we go again. billion, fam. And this is what disgusts me about the DHS even more. They put out their highlights. This is from April 12th. They consider this a highlight. It says, what we found. 
ICE did not adequately adequately justify the need for the sole source contract to house migrant families. But because, you know, when they're bringing these people in, they got to go somewhere, right? There was a source contract to house migrant families that spent approximately $17 million for hotel space and services at six hotels that went largely unused between April and June of 2021. $17 million down the drain. ICE's sole source contract with Endeavors resulted in millions of dollars being spent on unused hotel space. In addition, Endeavors did not meet new healthcare protocols or ensure proper COVID-19 testing for these families. For example, familiar of families were not tested by ICE for COVID-19. Prior to being transported to hotels, were not always tested by Endeavor staff upon arrival or the departure from these hotels. ICE's response says, we concurred with one recommendation and not concur with three recommendations. One, and it just says, yeah, we did we did half-ass job. That's exactly what they're saying here. That's all they're saying here. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. So fam, while Joe Biden is killing our country, I got, dis- I got destroyed this year in taxes, guys. I paid $5,000 more than I was expecting. And again, we all know who we can blame for that. We all know who we can blame for that. While we're getting raped in taxes, inflation is another tax on the country, on the middle class. All these reports coming out of Joe Biden sending all these weapons and money out to the Ukraine because apparently Zelensky needs all this all this money to survive billions of dollars, um, um, billions of dollars over the course of months to survive just to keep what he has left after Russia's uh, destroyed everything. What I want to play you here, guys, is a video that was the opening. That was the opening of Steve Bannon's show today. And it goes into this meeting that Lloyd Austin, Anthony Blinken, had with other world leaders with Ukraine and Germany talking about getting more weapons, getting Ukraine to win this fight in Russia. And I want to show you guys this the first minute and 45 seconds of this meeting. Here we go, because this is all important and it needs to be talked about. Take a watch. Uh, Conversations and arguments. My judgment is different. Uh, If you look at the countries that Russia has attacked uh, over the last years, Georgia, uh, leaving forces in Transnistria and Moldova, and then repeatedly Ukraine. These were countries that were not part of NATO. Uh, it has not attacked NATO countries uh, for probably you a very could, good reason. You could also argue the countries they've attacked were part of Russia. Well, that... Uh, uh, or were part of the Soviet Union. Yes, and I, fir- I firmly disagree with, uh, with, with that proposition. It is the fundamental right of these countries to decide their own future and their own destiny. And I'm not here's, saying here's it's not, but support. I'm saying that the countries that have been attacked, Georgia and Ukraine, were part of the Soviet Union. And, that does were, not and they Russia were part the right of the Soviet Union since the 1920s. But that does not... <laughs> That does not give Russia the right to attack them on the no contrary. No one's saying it does, they were, but it they were really has nothing to do. from being part of this uh, empire by force. The Ukrainian armed forces are deploying these capabilities. Ukraine clearly believes that it can win. And so does everyone here. Ukraine clearly believes it can win. So does everyone here. Uh, That was Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin speaking today in Germany. And I think the most important thing about what he said there is that when he said, so does everyone here, 
uh, the everyone that he's talking about is a really big everyone. He and Secretary of State Antony Blinken convened this meeting today of countries um, to support Ukraine militarily. And this wasn't just a NATO meeting. It wasn't even just a meeting of U.S. and our traditional allies. This was dozens of countries. You guys all saw that, right? You guys see this? This design, I know you guys all know where that's from. JTrue5 Alive, my friend, dropping me an EMP. Guys, I got I got to show you something first before we dive into what I just showed you. <laughs> Herman's back. She's got like, she does a show like once a, once a week now. Mad Cow, another penis. Cage from their penis is everywhere that just popped up on the screen. JTrue5 Alive, I got to drop you a, a EMP drop. Thank you, my friend. Power of line. Thank you always for the support. You rock. Ready. You guys asked for it and you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And I'm not even going to say what it is. I got to do something here real quick. I got to convert a file real quick. Somebody asked to put my face on the Ministry of Truth, bitch, right? (laughs) Well, one second. Uh, Tissue box in the chat. I already made it, and uh, let me download. This is disturbing. This is beyond disturbing. Oh, God. Tom, you asked for it. Here you go. Uh, here's my face on the uh, on that bitch's, uh, on that bitch's body here. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Oh, God. There we go. Foxy already said, uh oh. <laughs> we're going to have to play that. Uh, we're going to have to play that a little bit later. We're going to have to play that a little bit better. Her face on <laughs> Get out of here, man. Ryder, thank you so much for that cookie. Cookie! I appreciate that. And shout out to uh, Mr. Tissue Box. Um, he's going to be making some uh, memes for me. Um, for the show and he's been doing great and we're definitely going to be, uh, we're definitely gonna be teaming up. He's also a local subscriber and, uh, he's really good at what he does. He just needs some uh, ideas and he can, he can make almost anything. Ryder and Andy again, thank you for the cookies in the chat is loving it. The chat is loving it. I am not surprised you guys enjoyed that. There you go. And there's about two others. I'm going to have to download later. If you guys want, I will put that on the locals so you guys can watch that a little bit later. Throw that in the Wokels Telegram. It's in there. Tom, it's in there right now. It's in the chat. That's where I got it from. So everyone that's in the Wokels Telegram chat, you can go watch the other two videos. Desert Fairy Go, finally the live show. Blessings, great to see you. And Filter Doll with a can, PQuest with a cookie, and Spaz with a can. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Essay with a cookie and the shit show with a cookie. I'm out of here going to cry. My closet had to cry because of that oh, no video. I'm so sorry. And Tans, thank you for the phone. Love the laugh, Scott. Always great. Yeah, we're always always doing what we can here. You guys rock. And uh, the shit show, that, as far as that cry closet, is that one of the uh, trans clo- uh, cry closets um, where when you come out of it, you don't know what gender you are, or is it just a regular old Twitter employee cry closet um, where you go there to soothe your fragile feelings? Let me know in the chat. And always, thanks for stopping by, my friend. So to get back into what we were doing, uh, Mr. Tissue Box derailed the show here, but I, it was a derailing that was much needed. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. And, all, and we lost about 100, uh, 100 viewers on Rumble. <laughs> Rumble's weird, man. Rumble's really weird with, with, uh, with their viewers. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but either way. 
It doesn't matter. We got Anthony Blinken here, Lloyd, Lloyd Austin here, talking to all these uh, NATO members, members from different countries, Ukraine, everything going down um, with, with, uh, with Ukraine. And all these guys are in the room essentially saying that we are all in agreement. Ukraine can and will win this war. And fam, if you're really paying attention, if you're on Telegram and you're watching these Russian channels, you're on these Russian channels showing you the devastation they're causing to Ukrainian soldiers, the uh, everybody from the mercenaries to the foreign, the foreign fighters that decide to volunteer. They are getting their asses handed to them left and right. And when they talk about how this is not just a, uh, this group of people, these aren't just, they aren't strangers to each other by any means. And I'm going to show you here. You heard Herman say it. These people know each other. They've been around for a long time. And uh, here's Lloyd Austin, very buddy buddy with a lot of these uh, Ukrainian officials. Did you get any work out of this guy? You get any work out of this guy? Seem pretty uh, friendly, right? It's unbelievable. I wonder why they're so fr- uh, friendly, guys. And Tom, I know what we're going to talk about right now has a lot to do with what you do behind the scenes. You saw Ron Paul grilling Anthony Blinken. Ron Paul was saying the Ukraine war is a racket. And I've been asking for a long time. The bill, I think it's up like $3 billion the United States has given Ukraine now. Where are these weapons going? Who's paying for these weapons? It's all on the taxpayer. From Zero Hedge. War is rack is a racket, wrote U.S. Major General Smedley Butler in 1935. He explained a racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. Out of war, a few people make huge fortunes. That is what's happening here. That is what these guys are extremely happy to see each other about. General General Butler's observation describes the U.S. NATO response to the Ukraine war perfectly. The propaganda continues to portray the war in Ukraine as that of an unprovoked Goliath out to decimate an innocent David, which which they're saying is the Ukraine, unless we in the U.S. and NATO contribute massive amounts of military equipment to Ukraine to defeat Russia. As is always the case with propaganda, this version of events is manipulated to bring an emotional response to the benefit of special interests. And there's the key word right there. One group of special interests profiting massively on the wars in the, is the U.S. military-industrial complex. Raytheon CEO Greg Hayes recently told a meeting of shareholders that, quote, everything that's being shipped into Ukraine today, of course, is coming out of stockpiles either at DOD or from our NATO allies, and that's all great news. Eventually, we'll have to replenish it and we will see a benefit to the business. He wasn't lying. Raytheon, along with Lockheed Martin and countless other weapons manufacturers, are enjoying a windfall they have not seen in years. The U.S. has committed more than $3 billion in military aid to Ukraine. They call it aid. It's really fucking AIDS. But it is actually corporate welfare. Washington sending billions to arms to arms manufacturer, manufacturer weapons sent overseas. The money laundering machine just keeps on flowing. By many accounts, these shipments of weapons like the Javelin anti-tank missile jointly manufactured by Raytheon and Lockheed Martin 
are getting blown up as soon as they arrive in Ukraine, which I'm going to show you guys. I have sauce for this. This doesn't bother Raytheon at all. The more weapons blown up by Russia and Ukraine, the more new orders come in from the Pentagon. Former Warsaw Pact countries, now members of NATO, are in on the scam as well. They've discovered how to dispose of their 30-year-old Soviet-made weapons and receive modern replacements from the U.S. and other Western NATO countries. Guys, just like climate change is, everything that we're seeing right now going on with, with Russia and Ukraine, what Russia's doing is for real. I don't know if they're benefiting from any of this besides the fact that they're, they are. The weapons that aren't destroyed, they're keeping for themselves. I'm about to show you. This is all one big gigantic fucking grift of the military industrial complex. And guess what? As soon as those weapons are shipped, yeah, the Russians are destroying them and blowing them up. And guess what? Pentagon orders more. And guess who's paying for that? The taxpayer, the United States citizens. We are all paying for that. It's disgusting. And what I want to show you guys here is a breakdown that Jack Pasebic was talking about on Bannon's War Room, talking about this specific issue right here. And I want you guys to listen to it. It's pure fire. Here we go. The 40 nations they pulled together yesterday, the 40 nations they pulled together yesterday with this this group, uh, where we're paying for the defense of all of it. They're changing the narrative. He's coming out and saying, we're, we're there to uh, decrease the effectiveness of the Russian military. And we're winning. He says, everybody agrees that we're winning and we're going to win. This is Austin. Look, this is look, this is look, radical what you're talk. doing. What you're doing is you're provoking. You are provoking. You're putting yourselves in that escalation camp versus the de-escalation camp. Do we want an, what you know? Look at the Russian statistics. Look at the Russian statements. They say they want a neutral Ukraine. They say you want Ukraine out of NATO. They say they've got concerns about the Donbass. Right. Obviously, they've got troops in the Donbass now. They've got the entire land bridge, and they're talking. They're by the to, way, they're going to Odessa. About Oh, see, they're going to Transnistria. They're going past Odessa. Odessa is the only city in between. Look at the map. The maps cut through the rhetoric. Odessa is the only thing. Why is Blinken talking about peace? Because Vladimir Putin is on the verge of landlocking Ukraine. That's what he's on the verge of doing. You take out Odessa, then you team up with the separatists in um, Transistria. Matt Tierman talked about the land bridge. You got the land bridge. Now you got two land bridges. Ukraine becomes a landlocked country. Rand Paul's lighting up uh, Blinken and asking basic questions about this. Where where are the rest of the voices on the Republican Party? We're still too dominant. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. came out last week when he was stumping in Ohio. Of course, he's with with J.D. J.D. Vance. And he came out there and he said, Big Pharma last year had their turn at the trough. Now Big War is getting their turn at the trough. See, every time we send javelins over, that's money in the pocket to Raytheon. And who, who was the former board member of Raytheon who's now in the Biden administration? Lloyd Austin. Yes. (laughs) Oh, there it is. This is why when Trump brings up the javelins in his speeches, fam, this is why Tom rolls his eyes. And it's like, why don't talk about the javelins, Trump? The people that really know what's going on with these weapons, it's nothing good. It's nothing good. And Trump, you got, you know, we're going to, we got to nitpick sometimes. Trump always be talking about the javelins. And fam, this is why when I, when I was showing you the video here, showing you the video here of Lloyd Austin coming in to see his buddies, all happy to see his buddies, right? Yo, what up, man? We making some fucking money. Oh, yeah. 
How many javelins you guys fucking blow up? Yeah. Right down me making that money. Lockheed Martin, all my friends. Yeah, we doing good. We doing good, man. How much money you made last year? <laughs> Lloyd Austin, right before he jumped into, right before he jumped into the Biden administration or the Pentagon, he sat on the board of Raytheon himself. They are a principal manufacturer of the Javelin anti-tank missile system. It's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. Say bye, buddy. He's looking at mommy. Bye, buddy. <laughs> he sees mommy and he's like, okay, I'm done with daddy. We're done. Of course, people are throwing cans and cookies for Odin now. <laughs> no, it's all right. Love you, buddy. So, guys, tell me how tell me how Lloyd Austin's out there. Ukraine can win the war. Ukraine can win the war. They can do this. No. Those weapons, fam, they're getting destroyed. They're get they're they're ending up in the Russian hands. And I found this article that came out uh, two days ago talking about how the Ukrainian generals. Before, right before all this stuff started happening with the Russian special operation, they sold off 90% of their machine guns and 80% of their grenade launchers of the Ukrainian army. Why Now, why would the Ukrainian generals be selling off their previous weapons when they're about to get into a major conflict with Russia? Because it was all set up. Don, I'm going to read this in a moment. Don Jr. nailed it. Big Pharma had their cash cow, their turn at the trough to make Enrican billions of dollars. Donald Trump starved the military-industrial complex for a long time with the no wars. There was no wars for a long time. And look what happened. Look what happened. By the time the Russian special operation began, only 10% of the machine guns officially in service with the country remained in the warehouse of the armed forces of Ukraine. The active use by the Ukrainian military of Soviet machine guns, maximum, uh, maximum, DP and PDM, is due to the fact that most of the weapons that were in the warehouse of the Ukrainian army were sold by the Ukrainian military command. As it turned out, by the time the Russian military special operation began, only about 10% of this type of small arms officially available in Ukraine remained in the warehouse of the armed forces of Ukraine. The situation is similar with grenade launchers. In particular, according to the source of the officially declared number of the RPG-7 grenade launchers, only about 20% are in warehouses. The rest of the weapons have disappeared because you want to know why? Because Ukrainians are getting brand new fucking javelins. And it's almost like they knew it was coming. They knew these, uh, their outdated Soviet weapons are like, fuck this, we're just going to get a shit ton of stuff from, uh, from our boy over, uh, over in the United States Biden, man. Guys, this entire fucking thing is one big propaganda piece and also one gigantic grift. And it's so damn obvious. And I, if you follow the channel, if you're going to follow a channel, guys, on Telegram, how I know this stuff's real and happening on the ground, Intel Slava Z is that channel on Telegram. Go follow them. This was from April 18th, this post that I'm showing you here. And there's hundreds of these posts. 
The Russian army destroyed the base of the armed forces of Ukraine with U.S. and NATO weapons. Aviation strikes with high-precision missiles at the 124th Joint Logistics Support Center of the Logistics Command of the Armed Forces of Ukraine near Lviv, Defense Ministry, the Logistics Center, and the large consignments of foreign weapons that were delivered to Ukraine over the past six days from the United States and European countries were destroyed. Fam, this is a video of one of, the, of Russia's aircraft carriers destroying... This is just a missile launch, but this was uh, reported by, by Intel Slava here that these missiles went and destroyed warehouse bunkers filled with U.S. weapons. That's the, This is a great picture here of our tax dollars literally being blown the fuck up. What I'm about to show you here, guys, is American Javelin, British NLAW, and various Soviet weapons, a large batch of weapons abandoned by the armed forces of Ukraine during the retreat to the LPR fell into the hands of the Russian military. In total, the Russian military found about 1,000 different weapons in the militants' warehouses, and here's the video of what that looked like, and it looks like these are rocket launchers. I don't know exactly what, uh, you know, Javelins look like they usually have this uh, monitor because it's like a homing missile. But here it goes. Russians taking all these weapons. Yeah, these look like javelins. Those look like javelins right over there, actually. And Tom, you can let me know in the chat if I'm wrong or right. This is more your department. Paid by you, the U.S. taxpayer. Isn't that wonderful? Guys, this is why I'm saying these aren't made-up videos. These aren't made-up videos. And the thing is, Tom, Tom says, I'm telling you now, they're not filled with actual weapons. This is where the real grift comes in. A lot of that was already there. So they empty weapons filled with cash? Is that what's going on here? We need help. We need help. This is why I'm saying, guys, when I see videos like this, it backs up what uh, these other reports that I'm reading, not from the corporate news. It's all a grift, fam. The whole thing's a grift. And just to put the cherry on top for you guys before we get into the weird shit with, uh, with Megan in a second, Megan Fox, from just the news, Biden to visit Alabama site for Lockheed Martin, makers of the Javelin anti-tank missiles for Ukraine. This came out literally today. Biden is scheduled to travel to Alabama next week to visit Lockheed and Martin facility that's producing the Javelin anti-tank weapon systems that the U.S. has been sending to Ukraine as the Eastern European nation continue to battle the Russian military. What a coincidence. wonder what that meeting's going to be about. Biden's going to travel. We'll travel to the deep red state Tuesday amid American concerns that he's not doing enough to help war-torn Ukraine. The trip to Alabama is being considered an effort by Biden to try to highlight his administration's foreign policy strategy by fucking destroying our own border. Amazing. Amazing that that's never talked about. And as the midterm election gets into full swing with the slate of primaries next month, Biden appears to have begun a more rigorous travel schedule, including recent stops in Iowa, New Hampshire, Oregon, and Washington. Amazing. And in recent weeks, the U.S. has sent significant additional military assistance to Ukraine, including billions of dollars in funding and advanced weapons. Spaz in the house. Good to see a friend. Fox, yo, with a cookie. Spaz with a can. I want my RPG. <gasps> Go 
Engage! And Curly Caleb the Can, I'd be angry about what you're showing with this weapon shit, but I'm drinking wine, so I'm calm. Curly. <laughs> That's good, Curly Caleb. We know how you are with words. You're a wordsmith. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And fam, just like to, we like to always pile on this, this uh, retarded present that we have. Joe Biden had this to say today. We were talking about it on the way over what got me involved in politics. I got in politics, involved in politics because I think the greatest sin that anyone can commit is the abuse of power. <laughs> the greatest sin one could commit is the abuse of power. That's why Biden got into politics. Whatever that power is, the power of a teacher, the power of a, a doctor, the power of a leader. When someone who is relying on you or you cannot, just the abuse of power. Talking about the abuse of power. Unbelievable. Are you guys ready to see something creepy? Not see something creepy. Megan Fox obviously is nice to look at, but I've known about this. I've just never seen her openly talk about this in a video. And it looks like my computer just uh, had a Joe Biden moment itself. Megan Fox and her and her husband... Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood. And here is Megan Fox talking about this. Yes, to drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for <laughs> ritual purposes only <laughs> it is used no for a reason deal, and it is controlled where it's like let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like take my soul let me bleed on you <laughs> it doesn't not happen let me tell you maybe not exactly like that but it a version of that has happened many times holy shit man People always, and people calling Megan Fox a tranny. I have not heard that one. Is this true? And left Maryland, thank you so much for the $2 rumble rant. I appreciate that. Openly talking about, it's just for ritual purposes, guys. Calm down. (laughs) Calm down. For ritual purposes only. It's just a few drops. It's no big deal. But apparently he likes to cut open his chest with broken glass and wants to get into it. (laughs) Why is this a defunct sick ass bitch? And she wanted to make sure everyone was clarified. She and Machine Gun Kelly consume each other's blood only, only for ritual purposes. Holy shit, guys. And you're telling me we're just a conspiracy theorist, right? The last thing, guys, I want to end the show on is this video here of a broken older man here that the media, you want to talk about real world, real world consequences of the propaganda with masks? This one's bad. We have a mask man Karen here that's whipping out pepper spray to mace other people because they're not masked. Uh, this came out yesterday, and it's awful. It's starting. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness! Stop! You're in the way. I'll walk you here. Threatening my life. You don't need to do that. You're threatening my life. 
Holy shit. J. Shrew says, well, I'm going to admit she's a hot tranny. No Cuomo. <laughs> that is great. Unbelievable. Crazy, crazy show, guys. Well, we don't know exactly where all that money is going. But I can tell you right now, all that shit going to Ukraine... It's not what they're saying by any means. I'm telling you, I don't care if it's an old man or not. If someone were to push me like that, threaten to mace me, once you put hands on it, it's you can you can defend yourself right there. Unbelievable. Can you imagine getting threatened like that? Unbelievable. Fam, I, I got I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm still I'm still looking at this. This shit's absolutely you wanna talk about trannies. I mean, geez. God, it's so good. It's so good. Let me see here. Uh, Tom, do you want me to read these messages that you sent me on Telegram? Is this what you want me to? Because <clears throat> I'll read them to make sure they're uh, if they're not just for my eyes only. My goodness, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. It's been a great, great show. Sorry, old man. Not so sorry. Yeah, guys, we got, a lot, we got in a lot of funny yesterday. Case runs up with beating the absolute fuck out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, beating up old guys, not, not something that uh, really, you know, anyone encourages. But if they put their hands on you, okay, no, okay. No problem. Fox deal with the cookie. That bitch got cock, uh, cock something. Cock slapped a hundred times too many. <laughs> Jimmy Korea says, if it makes you uh, feel any better, you make an ugly tranny. Well, I don't, that's not cool, man. Thanks, though. <laughs> Curly Kaylee says we should read them, Tom. Curly Kaylee's saying we should read them. So should I blow it up? No. Nat Handy with a thousand gold pills. Thank you guys so much. We'll hang out here for a little bit. And thank you guys so much. I've been seeing you guys out there donating so much to our other content creators, guys. And I love seeing it. I love I love amping up the donations, too. I throw them donations to these guys. I love this platform. I couldn't do what I do still without this platform. So there you go. It's a mental disease, according to Head of July. Yeah. I didn't know, uh, apparently, everyone's saying in the chat that Megan Fox said on the red carpet that she's a tranny. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Either way. And I did see um, Khaleesi said we should do a show. Someone do a show on Elon's family. 
that could be an excellent show topic for our Saturday night. Because I don't know too much about Elon's family besides that he he was uh, born in South Africa. We shall see. So guys, we're at 24,000 gold pills. I appreciate it. Yes, go check out Shit Show. Go check out Def Mike. All these other guys, obviously, quite frankly. Season Pixels, I know he's kind of on... I don't know if he's on a vacation. What he's doing. Uh, but go support these other content creators. And we're at an even number. Even better. Even better. So we're going to get you guys to go pills. Let's do it, shall we? I got to go eat some dinner. Curly K with a cookie. I love the fox on my new home 100%. Tissue box said he was rich. Diamond, diamond mines, I think. Now we got something to dig into. I will definitely look at that. Spaz throw me 1,112 gold pills. I need this show in my life. Spaz, we all need you in our life. We love the Spaz. We love the Yeti. Go get your gold pills, fam. The scratching is released. Yeah, so I'll give you guys a heads up. Def Mike's got a great show. The Shit Show's got a great show. The Paranormies run yesterday. They they hauled in a 39,000 uh, gold pill stream. Almost hit the 40,000 mark. A lot of their viewers from DLive are coming over. And they're like, oh shit, look at that. We can donate on here too. And they were donating like crazy. And they were blown away. Blown away. Almost 100 live viewers just on the Foxhole, which is great. And they're loving it too. I love seeing the other content creators get encouraged by coming here and getting the support they deserve. That's all because of you guys. You guys fucking rock. And I can tell you right now, we all appreciate it. You guys are funding your own entertainment, your own news channels, new everything. You guys are crushing it. You pay for this, fam, and we put 110% back to you. Scott, what Telegram channel did you say? Um, I'll put it on the screen here for you. You're talking about the Russian one, I'm assuming, right? It's Intel Slava Z. They pump, just ahead, they pump out, some, they, have, uh, they have some gory videos, but again, Intel Slava shows everything, and I mean everything, from the ground forces to the operations, from people getting shot. Um, so just a heads up, this is not a channel for uh, <laughs> it's not a channel for the uh, people that get easily disturbed in the stomach with that stuff. Net Handy, you rock too, man. You've been you, I've seen you out there, brother, supporting those shows with your donations. We love you, man. And Jade sure just threw me an EMP to top off the oh, show. Thirty-five thousand and Jimmy Cricket just give us a cookie. It's even again at thirty-six. That's all I can ask for, guys. Jay True, I love you, brother. Stay safe in New York, my friend. We always love seeing you um, in the chats here, and now we know if Megan Fox is a tranny, it is no Cuomo, but you got the hots for her. <laughs> I love you guys. All right, I'm done. I'm all done. We'll do this all over again tomorrow. We have a regular show tomorrow night at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, guys. Remember... Friday night show is a regular show that's going to lead right into a Trump rally. I may start an hour early on Friday. I have to decide, but I'll let you guys know by tomorrow what we're doing. Shout out to all my mods. I love you all on both platforms. Little Cap holding down on Rumble. You guys know where I'm at. Same place, same time. 
5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay woke. Good night, everybody.